You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Out of Lives After Show at AfterBuzzTV.com. This is the finale, guys. It's like weird and amazing and sad and awesome at the same time. Thank you so much, first of all, for tuning in to NBC's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls. And thank you for tuning in to our after show. I'm your host, Candon Bliss, and I'm joined by my three amazing co-hosts. I am Stephen Lemieux. And across the way here, <laughs> I am Ashley Michelle. And I'm James Wallington. And thank you once again, guys. Go to iTunes, comment, let us know what you've loved about our show. Um, hopefully you, there's nothing you didn't love. But we've got some special treats for you tonight, since tonight was the finale. And congratulations right off the top to the winners, Lucky and Louie. We will get into that a lot more. But overall, guys... Everybody's like, everybody's like really quiet and just yeah. like staring off into space. I'm not sure if that's because we're just sad it's over. What's going on in your head right now? It's a mix of emotions. I'm definitely excited for Lucky and Louie, but then you're also really upset for Jim and Austin and for Chris and Jeff, who are my TV boyfriends. I'm really, I'm like, it's really hard because um, you see this journey from the very beginning and everyone works so hard and then like throughout time they also get closer so you know that they're like happy for the people who won but then like they've just I'm sure they feel defeated even though it didn't really show it they're all just like showing that unity at the end where everyone's so happy and like oh it's so great you know we're just happy we got to be here but that has to be so hard knowing you put in all that work and really I don't know how Bear could have chosen like it was so difficult yeah I think that's the that's the whole problem I'm mixed with emotions right now is just because it's such a large amount of money. It's $500,000. And that's the same reward for, I think, Survivor was the same when it first started, correct? I don't remember. With that... The money prize. It was a million stuff. It was a million for Survivor when it started. Mm -hmm. Still, it just seems like we need to have some aspect of knowing how things are being decided. I agree. Right. And we're just like, okay, well, because of bravery, but then I think back, it's like, look at Jeff, look at Chris, look at Jim, look at Austin. Like, they all have the same reasons to have deserved the prize money, and I just don't know how he's really deciding. I really think this should have been more of a competition episode mm-hmm. for the I, I couldn't agree more with you, because I feel like even with Whodunit, you know, the, the characters are making their pleas to a camera, but at the end of the day, there's a disclaimer at the end that says they are tested every episode about what they think happened. With this show, it seems like anyone could have made the choice for Bear 
for whether it's to keep ratings alive. Who knows? At the end of the day, I agree with you that there should have been some sort of competition because this is winner takes all now. This is the finale episode where they're applying all the skills that they've learned since the beginning. Well, it's just, it's very subjective. It's like English class. You know, each obstacle is different. You know, each essay is different. So how do you grade each obstacle the same when they're completely different? And I think that's what you're referring to, right, Stephen? Yeah, it's just, I, I really think if they're going to have each team be doing their own thing, they need to have each team be doing their own thing. That's the thing, is they, they the teams were working together, but at the same time, they weren't supposed to be, or they were doing everything themselves. But I mean, look at what obstacle was. This whole, this whole game obstacle was the people who would lead them through the trail. But then again, they're all working together, even though they're all supposed to be their own obstacle team. Right. So I guess it was more of just the building your own raft. But I was a little confused because I thought going into this episode that it was going to be, you know, when they drew the blank knives. I thought Bear's explanation was going to be you're responsible for all of those tasks for yourself, which in a, in a way he did, but. They were still able to kind of rely on each other and share things, and right. it didn't. It, it was very confusing as a viewer um, to watch and not understand what is going on and who's being judged on what. I mean, we saw, you know, we'll get into it, but we saw certain teams do uh, things that other teams didn't do, and that didn't necessarily win them any more points when it came to the final decision. I agree. It's very strange. Whereas in other episodes, it may have. Exactly. That's what. It's, that's what's weird. Like, he, he talks at his camp how great, like, good job, guys. You're the only ones to start a fire. Yeah, it's like, it it's like matter. A, it's like a currency that's always in inflation. You never know what's worth mm-hmm. more at what right. time. And you're just kind of like, oh, I'm trying to juggle all these things. I'm doing the right thing. But then having a positive attitude gets them $500,000 and gets me sent home with nothing Except the great experience, of course. I mean, it is really cool. But I don't know. I feel like there should be a set ruling, a set scoring in place for this game. Because otherwise, it's just bare on a whim. Oh, I have to choose someone. Uh, And to be be honest, what you just said about as a, a contestant not knowing what's important and what's not sometimes... That, I think, is the most consistent thing that I felt and have heard from other contestants is just this, like, well, we thought we were doing what we were supposed to do because last week that's what happened. Or, you know, this one time we made this mistake, it was a huge deal. And then the other team made it. It wasn't a big deal. So there's a there's a little bit of confusion even as a contestant, knowing not knowing what you're really going to be graded on when it comes to bear. And it seems like this positive attitude thing is the numero uno. Yeah. Well, I will say that, yeah, I mean, not that you necessarily should be the winner because of that, but he did kind of say in every single episode that you had to be positive and not, you know, be the one that brings everybody down. But then and that he also was a says, common theme the whole season. But then this episode, he says, they're really letting you get the better of them. They're only human. I know. Like, it was because he's human. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. It was the one episode where somehow now that there's three, it was okay to be human. And that was, I was like, dang it, when we were all being human, everybody thought we were terrible for it. Right. But now it's, I mean, they're all heroes. Obviously, they've made it this far. But we did see a lot of the hardship get to the teams this time. What did you guys see from any specific team that kind of was stuck out in your mind? Well, Jim and Austin, for one, yeah, it wasn't. On the raft. That's what yeah. stuck out to me. It wasn't. Well, to begin with, the Flint. It wasn't very fair how he just decides to take them and break them randomly. Right. I mean, everyone should have just been given a shorter Flint, hmm. and that way it's equal. Like you're all equally at a disadvantage. 
But this was, oh, I'm going to break yours shorter. I'm going to break yours longer. I'm going to break yours. Pretty much not at all. There you go. And Jim and Austin getting put off to the side in the water. And then when their thing breaks, it's kind of like, okay, well, you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. Because Bear says you should have spent all night looking for that flint. But at the same time, if they spent all night looking for that flint, like three hours... And then went to another team and got fired then. He'd be like, three hours had gone past. You were way too cold at this point and you should have asked for help earlier. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's what he's done in past episodes. Damned if you do or damned if you don't. There's no set scoring system. So the people really don't know. If he said, you cannot cannot help the other teams. Yeah. This is a competition. You have to start your own fire. Exactly. Then I'd understand, look for that thing. Spend all the time looking for that thing. And if you can't. You get those leaves and you insulate yourself so you can survive without the fire for that and you eat that heart raw. You go Game of Thrones on that crap. But I kind of wish, too, when it came to the fire or just putting up camp for night, that they weren't with each other. Yeah. This is really getting, like, at the end of the day, there's six of you still there in the same living space making base camp. Yeah. You have each other to still lean on. The whole point is getting out alive. They should have had everyone do, like, what we just talked about five minutes ago. Everyone should have had their own journey. Mm -hmm. Everyone. I agree. To really put what he has said to the test to prove why they would get out alive. Or honestly, keep all three teams at base camp and have one team do the journey one each day consecutive. But I guess that gives an unfair advantage because they have two days to recuperate if they're... And weather conditions could be different. Yeah, so I guess that's... I mean, either way, it's hard, but I really think the team should have been more on their own as opposed to having to depend on the other team, like having to wait for the other team to move their rafts forward to get to the beach, having to wait for the other team to do that. Because even then, he talks about Jeff and Chris, you were submerged under that water because you didn't build your raft big enough, but they had to wait for Jim and Austin, so they had to stay submerged under the water. Right. Right. Well, and not only that, but with the fire. I think that, you know, um, Jeff and Chris shared the fire with everybody else so everyone could eat. And in previous episodes... Maybe, I don't want to say Bear would have punished people, but he would have called them out and been like, you know, if it weren't for them, instead of, you know, punish, I don't want to say punishing, but like reprimanding, I guess, the t- two teams that had to do that, they just praised Jeff and Chris. He went, he praised Jeff and Chris. And but it wasn't even way. like you guys are amazing and you did the, the, the best of the teams. It was like, good job. Just like a pat they on did the it. back. Right. Which was nice. It's always nice to get a pat on the back from Bear, but again, you would think that would be a huge, Accomplishment in his eyes based right. on what's happened in the past. And somehow now it was just, good job. Okay, last episode was seven weeks in. You couldn't start a fire. Yeah. Jeff and Chris, an hour, you have a fire. Okay, cool, great. Everyone, nobody else could make a fire, mm-hmm. but you guys made a fire because you're eight weeks in to get out alive with Bear Grylls. Mm-hmm. They're eight weeks in too, and they couldn't make a fire. You guys should win. I don't know. I agree. I know. I think. <laughs> I really think the clear winner to the audience was Chris and Jeff. I, I think agree. they pushed through. They did a lot of the stuff that we look at like, holy crap, we couldn't even do that with two in, intact knees. Like, they did a lot. And especially this episode, they came out on top aside from the raft. But again, they said, if this was a competition, like I said, they built a raft that would go fast and get them there fast, which would have turned get them out of the water quicker. But they had to wait for Jim and Austin. So the fast raft 
kind of shot them in the foot in the end. Yeah. But at the same time, did they know that they would have to wait for everyone? Like, or did the camera crews just say, hey, wait, 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 wait. Make a big deal about not seeing Jim and Austin. Right, which is funny, too, because in that essence, if I'm really in a survival situation, I'm getting on alive, all I'm going to care about is me and my partner. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, not going to stop for two seconds for anybody else. Because at the end of the day, it's me and my partner's life that... I care about the most. Well, then again, you just share this whole experience and journey together that it's probably kind of hard to set aside that compassion for others. And you want to make sure they're okay, of course. But at the same time, it's like if you're you're in a race, you know, Mm -hmm. you look back to see who fell. But do you really? Do you really most of the time go back if the finish line's right there? Like, if it's a competition, especially with like a half million dollars dangling in your face. Are you would, really going to stop? Wouldn't it be interesting to combine this show with Who Done It, where people are on a surviving on an island and suddenly, like, the mist grabs someone and they're done? <laughs> and you don't know why as a contestant. You have no idea why. But every week, somebody just gets taken away. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. This is scary. <laughs> terrifying. The mist. We could call it Get Lost with Bear Grylls. <laughs> well, the rain, to me, I think could have brought out the worst in just about everybody. Oh, Being yeah. that cold and that wet continuously is miserable. I mean, I'm glad I wasn't there. And to, to be honest, if I had been there and I didn't win, <laughs> I'd be so pissed. I would have loved to have seen you. Dang it, I couldn't I know, no right? I, was, I wanted to be there. Just watching it, I was kind of kicking myself just wanting to be there so bad and experience that as miserable as I feel like it could have been. I think I was at a point where I would have kicked it into gear. The last, like, I was just at a point where I was really just warming up and becoming myself out there, you know, a different me. Um, and that's a, that's cool to at least know, just sitting there watching it and be like, yeah, I could have done that. Well, I you would know? really, really, really love to have seen dur- during the rain when Louis was so positive and excited. When you were frustrated, that would have been great television because she was so happy. Her and Lucky, what did he say? He said um, something about singing. You gotta sing. If, if it's raining, you gotta sing. And it's like, really, is this real life? It's kind of amazing. They're like Disney characters. It, and it's I'm kind so of like a Disney movie. They're happy. It reminded me of somebody's yeah. got a case of the Mondays. Like the really, really happy woman. And everyone else yeah. is just like this. And it's like, are you really doing this right now? Just keep it to yourself. I love it. I mean, I know that it may annoy some people, but I just think it's fabulous. I love how positive their attitudes were. I mean, it's so easy, and it's so important to be that happy and to, that, to be that optimistic when life, you know, is tough. It's a good example. It's a good life lesson. I know, but I feel like in a survival situation, I wouldn't weigh... Oh, it's okay. We're happy. We couldn't start a fire, but it's raining. So yeah, happy. but I do weigh it because if you work really hard and you're frustrated, it seems like work is a lot harder. Or you, That's you, know, true. you know what I you mean? Make like it's harder true. on yourself. You do. But here's my only little issue with that is what two or three episodes right in the middle when people were happy or doing like uh, my mom and Louie were dancing around, being like, "Yay, happy." Mm. Bear was called them schoolgirls. Yeah, yep. true. Jeff was laughing and swinging the goat while they're walking in the one in the glacier episode. Yeah, You're and right. he said, "Oh, they're going to be paying for that later." So it's like, where is the line? Why is it okay for some people to be happy and elated and excited, and it's not okay for others to be? I like, agree. It almost makes you more frustrated. It's it. it's almost hypocritical to to watch the yeah. show and then watch each episode in order because. Of course, look at, okay, Lucky and Louie singing for ha- perhaps in the rain. Oh, you can't just help but sing in the rain. I mean, go back to, I think it was episode three. You're not taking this seriously yeah. enough. 
you should be getting out of that rain, not singing in that rain. It's You can take any lesson he's learned, apply it to something he's applauded people for. So true. It's, I agree. I, I don't even... It's not his fault, though. No. It's just... It's, and it it's the way the game was created, the show's created. And it could be that this is the guinea pig season. You know, we were all kind of guinea pigs, uh, and I think everybody was in it for the first time, and nobody knew what was going to happen. The weather, the terrain, I mean, that's always going to be an issue no matter where they go. But maybe next season, if we get a ne- another season, uh, will mesh better or be a little more fluid and maybe the audience and the contestants will understand what's really expected. Mm-hmm. Because really standard. it was just kind of like all thrown in a pot and hopefully something good comes out of it. Yeah, as guinea pigs, you guys are literally dabbling on everything that producers or production or the creators want in a show but want to see what works and what, and what doesn't, doesn't work. I, I think that's just like t- the territory for any first season of a show. Yeah. I guess. I mean, there's nothing really else I can say to that. It's like, yeah, I just don't know for doing a second season of this, people who apply, I really don't think anyone has an advantage over anyone because everyone will probably be just as confused as everyone else in, okay, how do I play this game? Will there be a strategic aspect Mm -hmm. to it? Will there be a competition aspect to it aside from uh, you just did something that irked me today, so you're going home. And honestly, it's going to depend on where they go next and who the rest of the cast is. I mean, mm-hmm. everything could play out completely differently. Maybe there's not somebody who's playing a game, or maybe there is one person that comes in who's really trying to play a social game. So it's going to depend on the cast and where they go next, because New Zealand was pretty tame in comparison to, I think, where they can take them next. That's I mean, there were no point. there were no poisonous animals, no predators that were literally going to kill us and eat us for dinner. Um, so, it, which was good for me. <laughs> I was fine with that. But I, I'm a little nervous to see where they might take them next. Like some crazy jungle with, you know, mosquitoes as big as your head or a poisonous snake or something that you really have to watch out for. Maybe Detroit? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm from Michigan. I can agree with that. <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm just. I'm, it's it's going to be interesting to see if they do get a second season, where they're going to take it, and how they're going to change the game to make it more a game where people can compete for five hundred thousand dollars, compete through survival for five hundred thousand dollars, as opposed to create a slingshot for five thousand dollars or jump off a cliff attached to a rope for five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So you want to break down some of these events that went down? Let's do it. I was going to ask you guys which which we'll play the game later. Which We're going to play a game later. We'll play a game later. Let's talk. Let's oh, I talk. love games. <laughs> <laughs> Candon has a couple special games lined up. Yes. I'm afraid of Candon's special I'm games. I'm terrified. <laughs> I don't want to play your I games. learned from the best. I embrace it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's got to be like... What? We, I said I'm embracing it. Even though we all know like I was freaking out five minutes before we even went live. <laughs> I know. I'm like... <laughs> I feel like if you really want to be Bear Grylls, just when we're hosting other shows, that's when you come in and just randomly show up with something disgusting to eat. Oh, just wait. I don't... Mm-mm. Continue. Mm-hmm. Continue right. your game. Let me, Let's I want to go back to talking about being positive in these situations, yes. because I, I do appreciate Lucky and Louie being positive, mm-hmm. but I have to ask myself how much of that was just for show because for me when you're thrown into this adverse situation someone who is positive or mentally strong to me is someone who hits a low point but can really pull themselves out of it and dig deep and that is something I think we saw consistently with Jeff and Chris absolutely and that is why I'm shocked they didn't win because yeah you can be positive but 
that sometimes can be just a face for the sake of being hi, yeah. you know? So for me, the positivity, again, goes only so far, but I think really it comes down to how mentally strong you are. Well, I and think that's... So sorry. No, I no. think that's why I personally, as a viewer, was so attached to Jeff because you relate to somebody who's been through something really hard, and you're watching this person who is broken and hurt and lost go through this journey of like really finding himself again, physically and emotionally and to see that and to grow with that and like start like falling in love with this person you're like he's amazing he's an inspiration and then to see somebody a team with like lucky and louie who i don't really remember to be honest if whatever their story was i don't really remember it was there the the mom has ms That's, that's right i knew that but for the two of them I don't, I mean, if they're doing that for her, that's amazing. But I just know that was a personal thing for Jeff. So then it made it personal for me as a viewer. So I'm watching and um, it's really hard to see somebody go through something and then they don't get what they ultimately deserve. That's how I feel. Not that, not to take away. Not at all. But it's also, there's a human element to it. And mm-hmm. the fact that Bear mentioned in this episode, they're, they're, you know, they are human. That's the truth. And that's the, you know, one of the things that my mom said. She's like, I'm still a woman. I'm still a human. Like, I'm not perfect and nobody is. And the fact that, you know, a person like Jeff can come into this and not be perfect, but have everybody on his team. Um, and honestly, I have to give Chris some major props on this episode because he, was like a little warrior and just so positive and funny. He was precious. And I think his personality really came out. Like he was finally, I think, comfortable in his element doing doing this. Um and I I mean he was the sweetest thing in the entire, you know, my experience and with my mom as well. But I, I liked to see it come out for him. Um and not just be, you know, Jeff. I thought I liked to see Chris really yeah. come out of his shell and and be a really strong part of the team and, and show that. Um but Jeff He's not perfect. And you know what? He does get frustrated. And yeah, maybe once or twice he said, my knees really hurt. But you know what? Did he stop? Did he like yell at anybody else or bring anybody else down? No. And that was my one criticism for people saying, oh, he's complaining about his knees. Like he should go home. That's him being negative. It's not being, that's not being negative. That's just being expressive and talking about something that's happening to you. It's a human obstacle that this person has to overcome. To me, he got out alive, yes, on the show, but he also got out alive from emotional obstacles that he was facing. And to me, that there's so much more than just what you see on the surface with that. Oh, I used to cry. No, it's true. And maybe that's why, maybe it's too cliche that that's why they didn't win. You know, I don't know, but. That's who an audience wants. Like, look at you. Like, you want that person to win. It's And they, especially this episode, just step by step by step. The fire, when they all had to get in the water and tie their backpacks together, they were the first one in, waiting for others to get in who wouldn't do it until Bear came. When they had to get Mm -hmm. that rope across the little river. Chris got in there. Right in there, got across and held the rope. I mean, substantially through this entire episode, if this is the finale episode, Chris and Jeff were ahead of the teams all the way. Mm -hmm. They were always ahead of the pack, in my opinion. See, I don't like in editing, in production, in a show... When, when they're leading you up to believe one thing and they switch it, it's one thing if it's like a cool, like a good, like, oh, yes, like, you think the team that you don't want to win is going to win, and then the team you do want to win wins. Like, they, it was completely opposite. And I, I think, as James said, it was anticlimactic. Like, it wasn't exactly... Just the way you, the whole finale of Bears Camp was constructed, yeah. it was just kind of like, 
Oh, cool. I made my decision. I made my decision. Yeah. Like, have some, like, fireworks or, I don't know, something, like, big. The I climax wanted to be was a the bang. I wanted to see Bear labor yeah. over it a little bit more, I have to say. Yeah. I wanted to see him really, like, dig in there, pull out their strengths and weaknesses as a team. Like, call out their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Really. Like, I get, you know, praising them and telling them what they did wonderful, but, too— Bring out some things that they needed to work on or that they didn't do so that it brings a human element to it. Make them, re- like, self-evaluate themselves. Exactly. Like, all of them. Not, you know, even the one, even the team who wins. Don't, I, I don't like that you're just like, oh, here you go, free pass. Exactly. It was there a very, go. like, on the surface, superficial yeah. decision. Like, the, if they would even have showed Bear stewing over it mm-hmm. and, like, you know, having a hard time getting up saying, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, like, then you would have been anticipating you would, and you would have been more involved and emotional. But it was very just like, like you said, like, almost I don't want to say careless, because I think Bear cares about all of you guys. But it was very much just almost dismissive. Like, well, okay. Here, here you go. go. 500 grand. Yep. Here you go. That's how I felt. Take a it. A little bit. Because, uh, yeah, I, with their storyline, too, as a viewer, their story was so consistent and touched on, I believe, in every single episode. And with Lucky and Louie, you heard about their mother, I think, in the first episode mm-hmm. or midway, but not enough to really be like, alright, I believe in what they want the money for. I want to watch a show and really believe why they want the money. Well, how is it going to change their life? I'm not, I'm not trying yeah. to discredit them by any means, because no. everyone on the show, to me, props, like, you guys kick some serious butt. That was extremely hard to watch. I can never imagine doing it. But at the end of the day, you want to really see someone who's going to really deserve that money and you want to believe in them throughout the whole entire show. And what the win means to them. Like, even minus the money, because it's it's so funny to me to get to this point and think about, oh yeah, somebody has that much money. Because I can't even stress enough how not a thing it was when you were out there. I not should. for any of the teams. Maybe when people were talking in their tents, they were talking about it, but we certainly weren't. You know, we're talking about how we're still wet <laughs> like in our sleeping bag. But it, I... It, Kind of, I wanted to see people begging for the win, not the money, but just to be like, Bear, give me that medal of honor from you because this is what it's going to mean to me and this is how it's going to change my life. I think that would have been a more emotionally driven finale, finale Bear Camp, in not my like, opinion. Here's the money that yeah. all of you just carried around because it was extra weight and nobody really, like, they were like, crap. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. That whole symbol of the money, I thought it was a good idea. Um, and maybe it worked in that way where it, it became not a focus. It became almost something negative. That way the emotional aspect is more appealing than the money. But to me, the, it got a little skewed here towards the end. I would have liked to see them culminate all of the survival challenges mm. that they had throughout the season into something to pick off down to the final two and then have the final two do the last journey. Yeah, I think a final three w- was a little too much, maybe. I think it would have been more of a, like a showdown between the final mm-hmm. two teams. I like that idea. Like on Survivor, they go through this like memory lane almost with all the torches of everyone that's been voted off before them. But with this, they could have, on the journey, had to go and face every single survival test yeah. that they had to overcome at some point to really apply what they've learned from every step of this journey. Yeah, they were kind of um, on a leash the entire time. There was no real proof that they could actually get out alive. I, that's a good point. And not, I didn't understand the let's build one big signal fire at the end. I didn't either. I didn't even know I if was they like, all let's built that. First one to build the signal fire. You know, like, first one to get your signal fire up gets rescued. The rest of you, so sorry, 
you didn't get it out. It could have been the first two, and then the third yeah. one's left on the beach, and then right. the next two go to Varys' camp to go. fight for exactly. that half million. Yeah. That, to me, as a reality fan, would have loved that. Yeah. I mean, the tie in Survivor is building a fire. Yep. And then there's so many other things. There's building a fire. There's building a shelter. If they had to do all those things, one team versus one team, I could see that being a valid challenge. Oh, the winner. The winner. And they'd really be fighting for it. They would really be fighting for time, for doing things right and not messing up, to get that done, to get all these five things done to Bear's approval or whatever, so they can win that money. But this way, sitting three people around a fire and then eeny, meeny, miny, mowing it till one of them gets $500,000 it's just not suspenseful. It doesn't. It leaves us kind of like, oh, well, the last fifteen minutes were them just chilling around, eating a bunch of food, then showing up to a camp where they just decide who gets money. It's like, okay, I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't as satisfying. And there was a lot of footage that they left out of this episode. Really, the 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 um, the shelters. We saw them building the shelters, but we didn't see them sleeping. We didn't see if they what had trouble they? sleeping. What, yeah. What, what were the shelters that they built? It looked like really thick leaves and branches for but the I ground mean, but what was over them but you watch <laughs> you, you watch bears man versus wild shows and you see him underneath the you know the tree that's fallen over and you see how he puts the the branches on the side and puts the moss on the bottom i mean it's very intricate we just saw a bunch of people pulling trees down i have no idea what they actually constructed to sleep in i i, I have no idea another one is is the signal fire itself did they build that signal file altogether, or was that just on the beach and they had to light it? I think also, too, though, that's probably like a sentimental point of the show because, you know, so. they're all kind of bonded over this entire extreme experience that now this final fire together symbolizes everything they've overcome as a group, maybe, Literally which kind of takes you away like from that. the competition element. But I just don't agree with it's like if you have a room full of 10 people and you tell them, hey, just get along really well for 10 weeks and yeah. we're going to take one of you out of the room every week for no, for whatever reason. And then when there's three left, we're going to give one of you $500,000. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's, there's no competition aspect to it. I know people hate to hear this and I know it's a show and it's production, so it should be fair, but life isn't fair. And that's kind of how the show is. It's very subjective and there's no real reason for things, but that's life. That's such a, it's kind of terrible when you think about it, but this is like the show where it's supposed to be a really good feeling, like, you got out alive, you got out alive, but life isn't fair, so we're going to kill you anyway. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, that's... Steven, that's not what I meant. (laughs) I'm Bear Grylls, and life isn't fair. This is Life Isn't Fair with Bear Grylls. No, but but, but everything in life is a sequel to Get Out Alive, but life isn't fair. (laughs) This is after bus, I can give my opinion. Life you is do a it. series of tests. It is. And that's what the show is. It's a series of tests. And there aren't always, you know, black and white rules. But you do it, and you pass or you fail. And everybody passes all these tests. And, you know, we don't always get recognized for the thing, the good things that we do in life. That's definitely true. You know, and that's what the show shows, that you can pass tests and you can do everything you're supposed to do. And you might not get recognized for it. You can but, get all the answers right, but they'll still use the wrong answer sheet, I guess. Way to be, way to be turning around and be a pessimist. <laughs> well, just, I'm gonna give Jeff a shout out and tell him he can call in because he's waiting and my phone just died, so you can call in whenever you can. <laughs> Ooh, um, um, I think that, you know, I, I tried to get, um, Lucky and Louie to come on, but I, I'm sure they're doing their, um, big finale shebang. Big festivities. I'd be having a party. Right? With free cocktails for everyone. I can't even imagine how happy they are now. If they were happy in the rain, like, how are them feeling now after the show is finally everyone can know that they won and they can celebrate it? 
It's got to be a great feeling. I agree. I'm sure they'll post a song tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe my mom will come out with her jazz hands. Did you guys see that? They've been posting these little songs because they definitely, seriously, they sang every day. Mm -hmm. Just throwing that out there. They sang every single day about something. And they've been posting these little songs that they made up uh, every week after the episode. So I'm sure we'll see one tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited. I will say something great. in Lucky and Louie's defense, because I feel like we've all been kind of harsh on them, because anyone who won like completely deserves it. But 100%. there is something yeah. about a child and parent relationship that definitely grabs that audience's heartstrings. And I think it was smart and really wise for Lucky and Louie to actually end up winning the show, because... Everyone can relate to that special bond between a parent. Like, had it been you and your mom, everyone would have been thrilled because everyone loves seeing family relationships on TV, especially in those situations and seeing that bond grow. So I, I think it was a beautiful thing and a special tender moment for it. Hey, Jeff. That's when. Hello? 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 Hi. <laughs> you don't sound too excited. Hello. Oh, there we go. There it is. It's Hello. raining. Be happy. Yeah, it's raining in here. Be happy. I'm singing. <laughs> I've been singing this whole time. Well, Jen, hey, we were positive. They didn't show any of that. I know. Well, we, I don't. I'm sure you've been watching. Obviously, you have because you heard my shout out to call in. But um, we've been talking about you and just and you and Chris and how Chris really came out of his shell this episode and and showed his strength and his character and you guys as a team uh, really really shined this episode and we all thought that you deserved. Uh, the grand prize, at, at least especially after just your performance in Journey 8. So tell us what, how are you feeling? I know it's a little hard for you. Mm. Uh, I have to tread lightly here so I don't put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, let's don't um, do that. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, everyone there, the, the final journey was deserving to be there. And, um, you know, I think everyone going into the, you know, going into uh, Bears Camp after final journey, felt they deserved to win um you know chris and i certainly did i know jim and austin did um and lucky and louis felt they did obviously um and you know i was we all had our strengths and yet chris and i were the strongest and we uh i i feel personally that we did perform the best in the journey but it was more than that and you know bear was the one making this decision and mm-hmm. you, you know it's our perception of how it happened was different than what Bear was was seeing. So, although we felt that way, and even watching the show today, it didn't feel the same way as if it happened because of you know how they edited it. But that's because that was us, and that's the idea that we had going into the eighth journey, and then after the eighth journey. So, um, I try to put that bias aside. It's obviously extremely difficult when you're watching yourself on the show and you felt something differently, and that the outcome was different than what you expected. But um, you know when I when I think about it, they really did deserve it as well. I mean, they, they got there the same way we did. They had to overcome the same stuff we did. And, um, you know, they, they overcame a lot of their fears or at least, uh, Louie did. So, um, you know, for me, it's so hard. I'm still like, I'm still so like, uh, I don't know. I was emotional watching it tonight. And then, uh, you know, just talking about it just brings up those, those memories and you know when it did the show it couldn't have come at a better time because literally had it been two weeks sooner I physically couldn't have done it um you know and and I know everyone kind of put as much as they could into the show and 
um, you know, felt they gave every, it all, they're all, I mean, I really put every single thing of my being into the show. I mean, I was so determined to get to the end and that really was what I kept saying. I just want to make it through to the end. I don't care about the money, but then once you get, get there, obviously you feel different when you've completed everything. But, um, you know, after the wreck, I, I just had nothing. I had nothing to look forward to. I was, I was depressed. I really was. I was in this terrible, terrible mental and physical state. Um, you know, after being in a wheelchair for four months, something that's so hard to um, explain. And the show was this great savior for me. Um, it gave me focus and it gave me something to grow from. And I don't know where I would have been without it. So I'm so grateful for that. Um, and despite the money, that could have been far more <laughs> valuable, you know. So okay. I'm I'm happy with the results. <laughs> of course, I wanted the money. It would have helped in a lot of ways, but... You know. Well, you're pulling on some heartstrings here in our show. Everybody has been 100% behind you, and obviously you know I was behind you and thought you did amazing, and you were so much of a help just to me, and and, and bonding with you on the show was, was huge, huge for me, and, and really made... You were, you were great for me, honestly. I, I loved our our conversations once I finally got past that, that initial, uh, I guess, idea I had of you. You and you really did help me in a lot of ways. You and your mom. I mean, everyone on there really did contribute in some way for me and the strength that I had um, that I kind of garnered over these different characters. And I can't, I, I don't think I've really had a chance to tell you how much I appreciated what you and your mom did for me, you know? Oh, that's Thank you. I, and I think that's what, and a lot, a lot of people aren't going to ever understand how much it really is kind of this family that, that you, you pull and you push each other at the same time. You that you pull on each other's strengths, you know, like you see someone else in that group of people and something that they're struggling with makes you stronger in some way that you wouldn't have known that you could do without that person struggling or, um, I don't know. It was just a really neat dynamic. And I think when you're surrounded by that many different types of people, you take on tasks and, and personalities that maybe you didn't even have before you got there because you're, you're fitting Absolutely. into you're fitting into a group unit that's trying to work and you have to be the piece that makes it work. Um, and yeah. so I think the whole the whole wheel doesn't turn without one of the pieces. Um, so we all have a lot to thank every single person on the show for. Um, Absolutely. So Jeff, I, I want to say one. Go ahead with your question. I just wanted to make I wanted to make one comment, and that was about the raft. <laughs> that no, is, yeah. I want to hear about the raft and the fire, but you can ask your question real quick, Steven. I'll okay, oh. ask your question first, then. So, from the start of the game, you've had trouble with your with your knee and the pain that it's been giving you. Like, how much on a scale of 1 to 10 was the pain? Um, see, the thing on my knee, it wasn't... It wasn't. It was both my knees gave me pain. One of them was more severe than the other, but it was also my hip, my leg, because that was broken. But I think after watching it, they didn't want to play up all those elements because I think people would have felt more of an attachment for what I was going through. Um, uh, You know, because we didn't win, obviously. I think if we would have won, they would have changed, the editing would have changed and and shown more of that. Um, And shown more of Chris and I, too, and the bonding that we had, but, you know, it changed differently. But what I found out, this is kind of answering your question in a way, my Right knee was far pain, more painful than everything else, my hips and my leg and everything. Um, and I never understood why even before I went and did the show, and it killed me on the show, and it always gave out. It was weak. They were both broken, but it, it hurt far worse. And once I got back from the show, just 
two months ago, I went and had an MRI done. I found out that it was because my ACL and both my meniscus were ripped in that knee. So the entire time I was doing the show, that's why it was so much more painful. So typically you have surgery to, re- to uh, repair that and you have a six month recovery period. So that's why it was so painful. And when I see some comments and people say stuff about me and I have this lingering pain, I mean, it was miserable. It was, I was not walking before I went and did the show where I wasn't in pain. So doing this, this uphill climbing and downhill climbing with 50 pounds in my back and not eating, you know, exacerbated to this point that it was literally just this constant knife in my knee and just, you know, and I didn't, I never wanted to play that up. I didn't want to, I didn't ever want to talk about it because I didn't want to try to pull that sympathy card and people get frustrated by that fact. And I really didn't even mention it to anybody. I think until the second episode, um, and it was to Alicia who were talking around the base camp fire. And then in the third one, obviously it got injured because I landed on a rock and, you know, that's, I think when everyone was kind of privy to that information, but I didn't want it to be something that people thought either I was one going to be a hindrance to the group or two, I was using it as this sympathy ploy. I don't think it ever looked like you were complaining, but Jeff, I have a question. How in the world were you cleared to go onto the show? (laughs) Good question. Um, I, uh, the doctor that I was seeing, I mean, I can't really get into a lot of, I, they didn't even tell me that my knee was broken until I think it was four weeks after I was walking on it and I had frustration with them. They were not, they were reluctant to do any additional work on me for whatever reason. I don't know why. But then when I came out to California and I saw the show's doctors, you know, they just do, they don't don't go and do scans and do all this detailed um, testing, but they just had me do a squat, see if I could walk without, you know, great hesitation or pain and that was pretty much their their testing so so knowing how sorry just knowing how much pain you're in without even having to go through these tests what made you ultimately decide to do it i mean you were already in pain without having to go through these challenges um like i said even if i would have known at the time the extent of the injuries i would have still done it um i i I can't i think it's because people can't understand even if i at the end of the bears camp this most recent one on eight i had this huge long speech that i had kind of prepared in my mind and it was probably five minutes long and i didn't expect them to show the whole thing but i certainly expected them to show some of the key points and they didn't at all but i think it's because like i said it's about who wins and what they're going to play up right but I discuss how challenging it was for me um, mentally because it was more than just the accident. I lost all of the work I'd been working for as this freelance production uh, or video production stuff that I've been working on for a year and a half to quit my job. I uh, had no insurance. The lady who hit me didn't have any insurance and her minimum, well, she had minimum insurance. It's only covered roughly 5% of what my total bill was. My girlfriend left me. I had to move back into my parents' house. There was so much stuff. My whole world was destroyed. I mean, you don't, you rarely have situations in your life where everything is removed at once. Mm. Usually it's this major event, you know, singled out. And that's difficult enough to deal with. But all of this at once, I mean, it was, I can't even express how challenging it was. I mean, and that's, the first time I was contacted for this was, Literally, this moment in my life is probably, I think, one week after getting out of my wheelchair. 
that I went to sleep saying, I, I'm waking up tomorrow and I'm going to act as if I'm the happiest person in the world every day until I feel that way. And literally two days later, I was contacted about being on the show. And I just felt that that positive energy, you know, and I'm putting it out there. I just attracted it. And when they contacted me, I said, yes. You know, I didn't even know what it entailed. They gave us such little information. All I knew, the Bear Grylls was going to be the host. And that's, I said, yeah. <laughs> I just needed something. I needed something to work on. And it was, that's why I said it was such a savior for me. So well, if and if I would have known about the injuries, I still would have done it. It would have, it would have been, it would have, I, I had nothing else. So. Well, I want to say, I want to say thank you because I've talked to you a little bit about having been in an accident myself. And it's so I personally connected with you, obviously. And um, I just want to say thank you for showing that you can go through these really, really hard things and still be like an incredible person and be really strong and inspirational. I just love you so much. I just think you're an amazing person. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been it's just surrounding yourself with that, that, that positivity. I mean, I had to I really just threw everything out of my life that was negative and just surrounded myself with everyone that gave me something positive. It wasn't about doing anything for me. It was just being uplifting with their words and their spirit. And I'm so much more appreciative for that now. And, you know, you guys, <laughs> you guys comments just, you know, <laughs> thank all y'all. I think Jeff's been our most loyal fan the entire time. <laughs> all right. Well, we could probably talk all night about this stuff, but let's let's talk about the fire and the raft and the stuff that you, I know, want to talk about. Yeah, what really happened um, out there? The fire for me, I, I mentioned, I you know, I tweeted it, but it was the proudest moment for me. Um, they didn't show it and play it up at all how it really happened. I mean, they did, but as much as they could, um, and that's because I don't know if I should say this or not. They didn't have footage of it because they ran out of batteries or something. So they were unable to actually see all of the preparation that it took, but there was literally not a single dry anything, obviously, where this rainforest was raining nonstop. So it took a lot of work and preparation to get it started. Um, and so I think that's what everyone else was doing. They were just trying to light their tender and then get something going, and that didn't work. So I literally spent an hour and a half gathering these pieces of wood that I found it was actually like these leaves that had curled up, and I found out that if you broke them in half, the inside of them was dry. And wow. so I broke them in half. I spent about 45 minutes breaking these leaves in half and setting them a base layer down and then surrounding it in this teepee-like style. And that was going to be my base um, kind of wood, I suppose, that I knew would last for a while. So after I got that prepared and I got all the additional wood that I was going to try to start burning into the, the um, shelter – lit it up. It came up immediately. I started holding wood over the fire for 10, 15 minutes until each piece dried, set it down on there. And I repeated that process for about an hour and a half until I had a sustainable fire. See, just, you improvise. Was, you yeah. had to baby yeah. this thing. You would have and gotten was, out alive. Yeah. that's You're improvising with what you have, the resources that you find around you. Like to me, that is proving that you have learned what Bear Girls taught you and why you got, would get out alive. That's crazy. But they didn't have footage of that. So... Oh. Um, I mean, it was, I don't know. I mean, it's the fire. How big of a, could you still survive without the fire? Probably, you know, so, and yeah, he did make a big deal about the fire in seven, but, you know, like I said, it's so hard. It's so hard to, to say, 
you know, what was the most important factor in that last yeah. journey. And we did, you know, we did obviously not have the most buoyant raft, but there was a reason behind that. Yeah. We were in the rain already. We weren't, yeah. we were wet. We weren't trying to stay dry. We were already wet. So I think at least the, about, I think at least the audience can see that, that thought process, you know, behind it. Maybe if Bear didn't, um, you know, use that in his assessment, at least the audience could see at least why you were doing it. It wasn't like some mistake or something that slipped your mind. It's like if there's a purpose or something, maybe it doesn't always work out the way you want it to, or maybe it's not noticed, but, you know, you're trying, you're being resourceful, you're doing things that you think you're applying what you've learned, and, you know, nobody can Mm -hmm. fault you for that at all. And to be honest with those rafts, uh, this is one place where Chris really shined. Um, you were there for three, and that's where we learned how to do the specific knot, the uh, mm-hmm. sledgehammer, I think it was called. This, that's I mean, what we had to use for these rafts, <laughs> and no one else remembered how to do them. Chris had to go teach Lucky, Louie, Jim, and Austin how to do those wow. so they could make their rafts. So if it wasn't for Chris, they wouldn't even know how to raft. So wow. they didn't show that. But Why to me, I thought that was win? quite important, and I thought Chris should have been shown for that know. because... You know, that was his shining moment. Well, there's a lot that I know you guys have gone through a lot, and it was obvious you were supportive of each other and of everybody else. And so thank you for that and just for being an inspiration to everybody, to us, and and to all the viewers on the show. Of course. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to say my piece, even though. I tend to ramble at times. <laughs> You're a poet. No, it's okay. You, you actually, we were talking about that. You speak in you speak in poetry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I give way too much detail. I try to work on that. The uh, interviewers hated me for that. Producers. All right. Well, I guess uh, thank you guys again. I uh, appreciate watching. Or I really like watching you guys show. All right, thank Jeff. You, Jeff. Thank Stay you, Jeff. Stay tuned for the rest of the Stay show. Stay tuned for a special surprise. <laughs> I am. I'm watching. Okay. All right. <laughs> bye, right, Jeff. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. That was nice. That Sorry. Was nice. Sorry, I was losing it back there. Oh, no. no. You kept it good. But that's, that's the kind of, you know, that's what makes a show successful, in my opinion. If it touches just one person, you know, in some way, then mm-hmm. it's been a successful show. And... For him, it's already a success, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just sad that my prediction from last week was absolutely correct. And every reason why you said it was correct. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, congratulations to them. I, I, I'm sad about it, though. I, I know. I didn't want it to be right. Well, That's because we all follow right. they, all, they all deserve it. You know, we all have our favorites, and we all have people that we loved and supported. But honestly, everybody who got through that journey ate. And, and all those journeys before that, you know, not only did they go through that one that was miserable, they went through eight of them that were miserable. So... Have my hats off to them, you know, or bandanas off, whatever you want to say to them. Um, and I hope we get to talk to them uh, soon at some point. I hope I hear from them. My mom and Lucky still keep in touch a lot. So, oh, good. Um, they're supportive as the um, old old people, <laughs> as they say. Old people touch. Old people touch, which was hysterical. My two well, quotes. My two quotes for the night were "old people touch" from Lucky and Jeff saying, "I use the girly stuff, so what." <laughs> But before we sign off on this Get Out Alive show, I have a special Bear Grylls surprise for my fellow co-host. Is surprise the right word? Um, yeah. Nightmare. Blindside. Okay, it's not really. So, actually, we had had some captives escape. Um, I have a nice little bucket of worms here for you guys. So we can experience Get Out Alive together. I can't look at them right now. And, uh... For some, for some reason, they're a it's little... It's moving? 
Oh, yeah. Ah! Wait, wait, what? For some reason, it's a little grosser here than it was out there. <laughs> like, I was digging for them, and I'm like, am I really doing this right now? Oh, my god. But gosh. so I have a little drink for you guys, and I think the best way to do it is to just take a worm shot as we sign off for our show. What do you guys think? I'm down. I'm freaking what out. What do you guys think? Let's do this. Just, just put one in your drink, right? Let's do eat, it. Eat. All right. So I'm gonna just give everybody oh my gosh, is one. Is that alive? Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> oh yeah. Girl. Oh my god, that looks so terrifying. <laughs> oh, look at her move! No, no. Oh my god, it's, it's literally squirming in the cup. I can't. You can just eat it if you want. That is absolutely terrifying. Okay, my heart is why is it, is it like burning in the alcohol? I don't, I don't know. know. Wait, 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 wait. I want to drink some of this first because it's a lot. Get up. Ready? Here, are you ready? Oh, I'm so nervous. Nice music, oh nice music. Oh, I love it. Oh, wait. One more, one more. Oh. Okay, guys. You realize I'm, I'm doing recording this, this to our microphone just for this thing. I'm doing yes. this in honor of Mama's <laughs> Oh, God. It's, it's squirming. Are we doing it at the same time? No, yes. we're doing it one by one no, so we, we have can to record it. Oh, my gosh, mine is dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. I really we have to, you have to do it. You can if you can get it and eat it if you want. Wait. Wait. Would it be easier to eat it and then drink? Hey, Maybe. Let's, let's choose who goes first. Ashley. Thanks, Sam. No, we have to do it. Let's take a photo. Oh, we're doing video. I'm doing video, but it's like not really okay. working. Whoa. Wait. Are we? Ta- oh my gosh. Okay. We have to do so it. Much. They're gonna cut us off if we don't do it soon. Ah! Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You gotta do it. Oh my yeah. lord! Have I mercy. don't know if I can do this. God. You can do it, Stephen. Go get the fly swatter. <laughs> there, we have an electric fly swatter, okay, and ready? that'll entice people to do it. I'm just okay, go. so we'll use the electric fly swatter, and if they don't do it, they get swatted. Thanks, Phil. correct. I can't believe I'm doing that. Okay. One, are we doing it all together or one what's, at a time? What's the deal? You don't want to chew it, right? You just want to swallow we, it. We Either way. It. We should do it side by... Ah, I can't even touch hey, it. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Let's do it your side, or our side, then your side, just because... No, I want to go first. I want to get this over Okay, with. but for the cameras... Okay. I want to do it with cameras, you. Let's do... Yeah. Wait, I'm afraid it? it's side camera by side. Yeah, will you really? <laughs> okay. I got to do it. This is the most epic. Wait, wait. We clearly want to get out alive. <laughs> okay, ready? I would. I would. Are we filming that? One, two, three, go. Chug, 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 chug. I did it. Did you do it? I did it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, ready? My hard turn. Oh, I think mine's dead. That's gross. <laughs> just no even. There's a worm. We're gonna have to share this water. Just chug it down. I rinsed I rinsed the worms off I in the water. You dig your own grave. Hey, you better share. All right, ready? <laughs> Cheers to getting out alive. I hope it doesn't like crawl back out. Stop it. It's freaking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to our after show for NBC's Get Out Alive with Bear Girls. What? Shouldn't have chewed. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Just the idea of a worm being in me freaks me out right now. I I, I can kind of feel it. 
gut feeling. What do we do? I'm not sure. Just don't think about it. We it's say good. our Twitter handles. And yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. You guys can tweet me at Candon Bliss, as always, and hashtag Team Lavender, NBC Get Out Alive, Bear Grylls, and at Mamadonna OMG. Got to give her a shout out. You can find me here at AfterBuzz TV hosting the Graceland Dexter, no longer the Get Out Alive with Bear Girls after show, but also the Twisted after show. The finale is this Wednesday. Also on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux and saying hello to all these guys. Hi. Hey guys, I'm Ashley Michelle, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the AM Broadcast. And you can find me on Twitter at James Wallington, and you can also catch me on Tuesday nights at nine on CW's Capture and our, the after show for Capture on Thursday nights here at AfterBuzz TV at nine o'clock as well. God, you get so serious. I you know, can right? Find me at you are James Wallington. <laughs> I have to say real quick before we sign off, I'm so proud of all you guys for our little toast. Thank you for doing that with Thank me. Thank you. Thank you. It's been so good. Spaniard it's been an amazing, yeah, Spaniard root. I wanted to get a hold of those little nasty red bugs they had last week, but too didn't many work. Legs, too many anyway, legs. we have extras if you'd like some, or if any of you guys at home would like to eat Phil some more worms. Take a shot. What was we that? should make Phil. We eat. shut up. That's, yes. we'll that's some bogus. We'll film. We'll film his little uh, <laughs> testimonial afterwards. Yes. We'll, yes. We'll make him do it's it. It's gonna happen. He gets to eat like five. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Get Out Live with Bird Girls After Show. <laughs> thanks for joining you. us for season one. We'll see you for season two. Yay. Maybe. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.